Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Friday, December 30th, 2022. I'm your host, George Kirk, joined by the two best friends anyone could ask for. Tyler Snyder, Cody Roadcap in the house. Guys, how are you feeling heading into the new year? Feeling great. I mean, it could be better. I I did just watch my Titans down 49 to nothing at the half, so that sucks. But, uh, you know, it's all right. Still here. Still ready to go on to next year. Sorry, Grady, what'd you say? I said going great, trying to finish the new year strong. Much different than Tyler's answer, but um, we'll know more about how the Titans fared on Thursday night after we record. We record on Thursdays, so we are uh, on this show, though, going to talk the rest of Week 17. We're going to hit some NFL news and notes, and we're going to break down Week 17 with our Week 17 preview Get you guys ready for your fantasy championships. Make sure you find us on thecouchgms.com and our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at thecouchgms. And you can join our Discord chat to chat with us at any time. Uh, and I think that's it. I think we can move into NFL news. I feel like I missed something in that intro. If I did, you guys can go tell me on social media and... Uh, I'll have to correct it for next time. But NFL news, we're going to start off with everyone's favorite NFL player, Tom Brady, who as of the day of this recording, December 29th, 2022, Tom Brady has spent exactly half of his life in the NFL, 8,292 days, 8,292 days of us saying, why do we have to keep watching Tom Brady? And he is still going. So guys, how does that make you feel? I'm excited for him to get to 9,000. It's fun watching him suck now, so that's kind of cool. But no fantasy. Still going to win so. a playoff game. Meh. And you say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, I mean, I hope so personally because he's probably going to play against the Cowboys, but that's just me. Um, getting to 9,000, that would be a few more years. I know Gronk says he has five years left in him. I personally really hope he doesn't, but he may. I mean, he's here to torture us, isn't he? We can move on then to the Houston Texans who are exploring the possibility of having new uniforms in 2024, and they are starting with fan surveys. So couch GMs out there everywhere. You can have a say on what the Houston Texans jersey looks like and be nice because we remember what happened to the Houston, the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know Tyler brought that up before the show started, so props to you. Yeah, so with the new jerseys, uh, let's have a micro debate. Really, I'm just going to ask you, who has the best jersey in the NFL and who has the worst jersey in the NFL? So what are some of the things fans should be pushing their teams for and telling them teams to stay away from? Throw it on the spot. Well, I don't know why we're even debating this because the Texans, honestly, all they need to do is put trash bags on and it'll be a great new uniform. It'll fit their team and their franchise. Um, But I would say worst jerseys in the NFL are either – the Cleveland Browns or the new commanders jerseys. Those would be my two worst ones. Mm, Okay. I absolutely actually hate the commanders jerseys. I'm just saying like, okay, good, good. My least favorite. Okay, good. I mixed you up there. Um, I, you go ahead, call me biased. The chargers powder blues are probably my favorite, but I've always liked powder blue color regardless of the team. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite least favorite. I would go with the commanders, but I want to give a shout out to the old Buccaneers jerseys with the like tech looking letter, like numbering like that's that was a bad one. 
favorite wise, I would say that my old favorite used to be the Carolina Panthers. Something about that black with the neon blue just looked really sexy. But uh, my new favorite jersey, and it has to be the full uniform, not just the jersey, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Going from that red that fades into black with the black pants, like it's such a cool look. Uh, I love the fade and like all together, it looks really nice. Just the jersey doesn't look quite as cool, but the full uniforms look beautiful. So, I mean, I know we trash the Jaguars for the fade helmets, but you like the fade jerseys, not the fade helmets, or did you like the fade helmets too? Well, that's because they tried to do a fade and then they had like a hard cutoff, so it just looked dumb. <laughs> You're like, not. If they wrong. had more of a fade, it would look better. Interesting. I was actually going to, you know, put it Falcons in the bottom for me because i'm not a huge fan of the gradient on the jersey so i guess it's a, a specific it. a unique taste for some people um i think the commanders are another good one as a poor but i do think uh like they're just so disconnected like some of them are good they just don't work together cohesively so as the texans fans out there like don't just pick three cool designs that would look good by themselves make sure they all tie together but favorites, you know, call me, call me crazy, but I, I like the, I like the clean look. So the teams that, you know, I think the bills have some clean forms. I think, um, the Raiders, I think they're white and silvers. I think that's super clean. So maybe I'm just a little bit too boring, uh, yeah, clean or basic. Cause it's just basically like one color with a number on it. Nothing cool about those jerseys at all. Like the Raiders jerseys are cool because black and silver go well together, but the jersey itself is just bland. Especially the Bills. Like it's just blue. Like who cares? <laughs> I mean, the Giants is just blue. The Bills add a little bit to it, I think. Yeah, they have red and um, white in there. And then, it's... like, what are your thoughts on like the traditional looking jerseys, like the 49ers, for example? Like they've had the same jerseys, I feel like, for about an eternity, but like they're classic. But the 49ers uh like retro throwback color rush the all white ones the best jersey yeah. in the NFL uh but like like the packers the 49ers the cowboys like the chicago bears like don't whatever they did with the orange like that's too much but like those those classic teams they have their classic looks so we don't have to mess with those they kind of get like grandfathered in uh but some of these younger teams like the Houston Texans maybe they should try to spice it up nobody mentioning the Seattle Seahawks and i think that's one of the fan favorites with that neon green. <sighs> Baby i like the green. neon green but i was i was thinking i wasn't thinking more of a specific uniform i was thinking as like home away alternate like teams with the best combo of them and i'm not a huge fan of like the seattle blues but i do like the greens talking specifically one uniform i think that's enough time on uh jerseys guys it's fantasy championship week we got to keep it moving all right well let's keep it moving to something that's not fantasy relevant i guess next thing on our news docket is terrell owens wants to come back cue cue everyone laughing he's 49 years old he's in talks with the dallas cowboys among other teams i think there's an afc contender who also is in the talks um do you really think he could make an impact at 49 yeah why not no. i'm not with cody sure. but <laughs> i don't know is he gonna be um, like the stud Ty terrell owens that he was before no but like can he go out there and make a catch or two sure can he do better than Laquan Treadwell? Probably. Like, sure, he can do I mean, T.Y. Hilton. He can catch on a third and 30. Yeah, why not? I get it. That was a good, that was a good shot there, Cody. Props. 
And then we do have finally, before we get out of the news, some retirement news to talk about. Um, JJ Watt announced his retirement this week. So best to him. I'm going to let Tyler take the floor for about 15 seconds to talk about JJ Watt and how much he loved him. JJ Watt's overrated. That's all I need to say. <laughs> about time he's out of the league. Okay. Yeah. We just we just lost the credibility because that's a terrible take. <laughs> it's not a terrible this... take. Y- yes, it is. I'm he not has Tyler's known. passes before. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I will say the NFL didn't. The I will say the NFL did not track pa- uh, pass knockdowns at the line of scrimmage until JJ Watt came into the league. So I will give Tyler that. But um... or you could argue that he made it something worth tracking for because it wasn't as common. The NBA used to not There's play the three point line. Michael Jordan started his career without a three point line. Of that, now Steph Curry is the best basketball players ever because he can shoot the three really well. Just because you help create something doesn't mean you're overrated. It's a media award. That's why it's three time. <laughs> and then finally, uh, safety haha Clinton Dix has also announced his retirement. I know you played for the Packers for a while, so anything you have to say, Cody? Yeah, shout out to shout out to Ha. Uh, both JJ and him. Uh, Wishing them nothing but best in retirement, and congrats, uh, Haha, on a good career, and JJ Watt on a whole career. <laughs> and then finally, <clears throat> before we move on, so they have a little bit of fantasy relevance here in news. Quarterback controversies are starting to stir up here in the NFL. Um, I could start with the Thursday night game, and because we don't know exactly what's going to happen in this game, Malik Willis was benched by. The Tennessee Titans. It was not just a benching their starter situation. From what we understand, it is actually Malik Willis being benched. So, Tyler, give us a quick breakdown. We'll have a quick debate on how this affects the Titans going forward and if this does affect any of their fantasy assets if you happen to play next week. Yeah, you uh, draft a raw quarterback knowing that he needs development before he makes that stride and then bench him because he didn't make the stride immediately. It's a joke. Um, so instead, let's see what we can do with a guy who has been riding practice squads for the last six years. Sure. Sure. Why not, Titans? We're tanking it's for the Josh, pick. It's Josh Dobbs, if anyone doesn't know who now is named the starter for the Titans. But uh, it's it's not a great look. We'll have to see, obviously, how this shakes out going into next season with Willis versus Tannehill versus another potential quarterback. It's obviously going to be effective if the Titans end up beating the Jaguars in Week 18. When it comes to a fantasy outlook, um, if you play in week 18, Derrick Henry's probably still fine because they're going to have to ride him to beat the Jaguars. But if you had any thoughts of any of the pass catchers, it's definitely a tall order now. Is it though? Like, is it much different in terms of a pass catcher with Josh Dobbs? Like that's one of the big problems with Malik Willis. And I understand what Tyler's saying and the, the frustration with, you know, benching him if you knew he was going to be raw. I said I wouldn't have played him at all this season. It would have been a true redshirt year, but they end up playing him. Uh, but I do wonder, and we'll have to find out, one, how much we saw it already with the A.J. Brown, how much of this was Josh Robinson versus Mike Rabel. Robinson's out. Mike Rabel will be there next year. So that'll play into next year. And two, I said this. Tyler hated it. Um, but it, it, it there is other people out there that way that Tyler has talked for weeks how bad the injuries have just piled on for Malik or not Malik Willis, but for the Tennessee Titans as a whole, at some point 
you have to weigh, is it even worth risking to put him out there? A guy that already needs a lot of development, putting him in bad situations, helping the bad mistakes keep building up because there's nothing else there to do, or just pulling him back in and saying, hey, we're going to reset, get ready for next year and move on. Uh, so I think next year is going to give us a lot of answers on this, a lot that we don't know right now. Uh, but still definitely was probably the second biggest surprise of the week. Yeah, setting somebody up for failure is definitely a confidence killer, but getting benched has never helped anybody's confidence. So going to have to see how that works. I think Willis's career with the Titans is done. I know that's early to say, but I just think this is a crusher for the confidence. He's done as a Titan. Eventually, when he leaves, maybe we'll get another shot. But that is not the biggest quarterback news of the week. Uh, another quarterback was benched, and it might be for contract issues. Um, but it's Derek Carr, uh, a guy that we have gone back and forth over the last few years of, is he average? Is he good? Is he bad? We like It, it depends uh, on which week we're talking, but... Still very shocking to see that Derek Carr was benched. I think this means that Carr's run in Vegas is over. And with him being done in Vegas, that means Devontae Adams is also has no interest in being on the Raiders anymore either after this season. I don't think the second part of that is completely true. I think a big reason he is in Las Vegas is because of Derek Carr. Uh, but I don't think it's autom- if Derek Carr's not there, that automatically means he's going to force a trade or anything like that. He still got paid a a huge amount of money, which obviously he could get if he got traded. Uh, But another big factor was it's very close to home for him. It was the first time in his career his grandma was able to come to a game. So there is some other factors to that. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Uh, The money thing, this one surprised me, though, because we just saw last week Ryan got benched for the exact same reason. He had a clause in his contract. If he gets injured and he can't pass his physical to start the new league year, he's owed X amount of guarantees. Well, in Derek Carr case, that was over $40 million in guarantees if he can't, doesn't get hurt. What surprises me, though, is that the Raiders aren't eliminated. When the Colts did it, the Colts were eliminated from playoff contention. The Raiders are not. They need a lot of help to get in, but they would still be able to make the playoffs if things fell their way. So it does seem um, a little bit premature, uh, but it does go back to some of the reports that were coming out a couple weeks ago about how the Raiders are actually cap poor in terms of an NFL franchise, and they don't have the $40 million to guarantee it if you were to. So that's some of the big business side. You know, you think these teams have the money and stuff like that, but a lot of that money is tied up to the, in the owners and when they're, in terms of their value, uh, but how much actual revenue they get is pretty interesting, especially with that new stadium, their new practice facilities and all that. So a lot of big business sides, and I think it has a major impact in fantasy, especially in the championship this week. Yeah, it definitely does have some implications, and you know the people came here for the fantasy purposes, so we will get to that game later on in our preview, but let's get on and get to our Week 17 preview. Week 17 will start off at Sunday at 1 o'clock. You almost got me there on the rundown, Cody. Arizona Cardinals taking on the Atlanta Falcons. We'll start with the Cardinals side of the ball. James Conner has not practiced yet as of Thursday this week with an illness. Um, the fact that it came early in the week probably means he's going to be good to go, but we have to monitor that as we go forward. AJ Green went from did not practice to limited, but he's not really been a fantasy factor so far this season. Um, Cardinals side of the ball, like they should be getting a quarterback back, but they have been a mess without Kyler Murray. Are we just playing James Conner here? 
um, especially yeah. after DeAndre Hopkins burned us last week, or was that just the fact that it was Trace McSorley? I'm playing if, the up. Only if it's Colt McCoy. If it's another week of Trace McSorley, no way. Okay. Yeah, but from everything I've seen, it looks like Colt McCoy will be back. Right. So that's the expectation I'm taking as well. Uh, but I'm I'm just putting an asterisk next to it. I think D Hop is that automatic starter that he is because of all the injury situations. Um, if it is Trace McSorley, I would be out on D Hop. I think that's a good way to put it here. And then that's easy. Falcon side of the ball might be just as easy. So this is a good matchup. There's been a lot more Drake London since the quarterback change, um, but he has also fumbled. He's had some issues. Um, are you confident enough to go put him out there this week with these kind of like teams in a revolving door right now? Um, or are you still trying to stick with the running backs? I definitely like the running backs more. I think Drake yeah. London could be potential flex option. If you're in there, if you're in like a 12 to 14 man league, you might just be, you know, not being able to pick up a guy off the waivers or something like that. Or if you're, if you have to, I think you could play him as a flex, but I think there is better options. All right. Tyler agrees. I think that wraps up Cardinals Falcons. Not exactly the most exciting game in the window. And this one at least be a little more exciting. The Chicago bears traveling to division rival, the Detroit lions. Uh, I'll start with the bear side of the wall because again, it should be fairly simple. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, do we play a running back too? Is that it? I like David Montgomery. Okay. I mean, Lions I mean, defense has been a little better, but Khalil Herbert still... is back, but I haven't seen him eat into Montgomery's carries, uh, just yet. There is always that chance that they do start giving Herbert some touches, trying to get him more involved because he is a dynamic player. But I do still like David Montgomery in this game, especially with, you know, guys like Derrick Henry out this week and some other injuries around the league. It's you might need to play some running backs, so you could definitely do worse in Montgomery. Yeah, I, I think Montgomery is a play uh, this week for sure. Um, and Fields, no brainer. I know he got less than 10 points last week, but he's still in your lineup. And I think both Lions running backs are in play uh, this week, uh, both Swift and Jamal. I know. Neither of them have had dominant weeks the last couple, uh, but I think that they can both be in your lineup in a positive matchup. Okay. And then I, I don't really have any, I mean, well, I guess to finish the lion side of the ball, uh, Amra St. Brown is good to go. Um, the other receivers are very boomer bust. Are we still on a DJ Chark or are we off? Yeah, I'm not I'd, playing Chark. I'd rather play yeah, London. I'm not playing Chark. All right. Pretty simple there as well. Now we go to the one of the interesting games. Oh, I mean, well, I I honestly think that he was near the top of the streamers for the last few weeks because he's been pretty solid. I think he has two or three weeks in a row now over 20. Um, The matchup's not bad. So I have him definitely near the top of my streamers. Yeah, I'm I'm there too. Streaming option. All right. Interesting game then, number one from this week. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the Houston Texans. So, as we can say from what the Titans did on Thursday, the Jaguars are in the same situation where their playoff lives come down to week 18. And we're still trying to figure out if they're going to play their starters or not. Doug Peterson seems to be a little bit shaded about it. He's trying to say, like, every single game matters. So, like, it making it sound like they're going to, but we don't have a for sure word 
Um, one of the guys on the Jags we'll be looking at is Trevor Lawrence, who's a limited participant in practice, but he has been banged up for the last few weeks. Um, I feel like there's going to be hard to give the give the fans insight on what to do with this game until we know more about how the Jags are going to handle it. But where do you think they're going to go? I would say the Jags starters will play, but they'll only play a half. If I which is probably guess. the worst scenario. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, I would that's say. What... Yeah, I mean it's a juicy matchup in the Texans. But at the same time, the Texans are one of the best teams against the pass just because they've been so bad against the run. So you're not really like dying to put Trevor Lawrence or uh, even Christian Kirk in your lineup. But I think one of the bigger ones is Travis Etienne, who's been kind of disappointing these past couple of weeks. So if you can avoid playing any Jaguars, even in this good of a matchup, I probably would just to be safe. I wouldn't risk it in the championship. But let me just say, so like if we hear the stars are going to play, and we can always like go and say the expectation is, oh, they're going to play a half just to be safe going into a fantasy championship. But you say, like you say, they're so bad against the run and the tight end position stinks. Do you still play ETN and Ingram and that's it then? So just to make sure I'm tracking, you know they're going to play at least a half. You know I they're going to play at least a half. You don't so, know if they're going to play a full game. Are those two good enough in a half against the Texans, against the poor Texans defense to still play? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, I'd probably play them. I, so let me just backtrack one. Uh, this week is one of the most complicated, intricate fantasy championship weeks. I remember since I started playing fantasy football between a meaningless team in week 17 with all the marbles on week 18 uh, teams that have clinched the playoff with some players, with some nagging injuries, uh, all the quarterback controversies. There's a lot of what ifs. And unfortunately uh, we don't have all the information at the time of recording that. But so this is a great reminder that we're active on Twitter all game day. We're updating it. We're retweeting news. We're answering questions. So make sure you follow us on there and we'll know come game day inactives. If the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to play their starters or not, um, or what, what Dougie P says the next couple of days. And if they're going to go, I would play Travis Etienne. He has had three straight week, 10 plus points. It's a really good matchup. Even if he's limited a little bit, uh, the running back position has become very sparse that I think I would still play him and Ingram. He's a tight end. So sure. <laughs> Unless Lawrence doesn't play, but they play everyone else. Then you're still playing Etienne and not Ingram. Correct. Got it. Anything to add, Tyler? Nope. Nope, that was good. Okay. Houston Texans side of the ball. And that's it. Right? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Denver Broncos traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. Broncos are dealing with a couple of injuries. They have Greg Dolchich as it did not participate in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton were both limited participants in practice on Thursday. There's been a lot of back and forth still on this whole Russell Wilson thing. We actually had Jerry Judy come out and defend Russell Wilson this week. They're on a new coach now as well. Um, where are you at on some of these potential plays for the Broncos? I guess Judy, maybe Sutton, if you're confident in him coming back, Latavius Murray. Where are you at on these guys? Uh, so I know it's going to be tough, especially after that Christmas Day game where they just got blasted by the Los Angeles Rams. But we have seen time and time again 
earlier this year, Jeff Saturday got the Colts to win his first game. There's something about a new voice, the unexpected, coming in there, changing morale, giving it a week, weekly boost. And if you remember, this Kansas City Chiefs-Denver Broncos game, it started out hot for the Chiefs, but the Broncos battled back and made it kind of a game. So I think Jerry Judy, he had three touchdowns in their last matchup. That's probably not going to happen again, but he can be in your lineup. Uh, I think Russell Wilson, as bad as he has been, might be worth looking at for a streaming option if you're desperate or if you're in a two-quarterback league. Not saying he's an average you know, flex <laughs> option, but I don't know if there's eight. If it comes down to Russell Wilson or Jared Stidham, or Russell Wilson or Josh Dobbs, if you had to make that decision, like in a two quarterback league. Okay. In a two quarterback league, that's a lot different than I thought you were saying. I was about to say that's the hottest take I've heard in the show. And Tyler's been here. No, I'm not saying (laughs) Russell Wilson is QB one must start, but if you're in, you know, a 16 team league and you were picking between, you know, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, and, you're like, okay, well, maybe I have to I have to pivot to Russell Wilson because of the matchups and Derek Carr not being there. He's a name to at least be in the mix. Um, I wouldn't throw Sutton back in. He's been out too long. Uh, and then Latavius Murray, probably, because the Chiefs defense isn't very good. Uh, you don't love it. Not a high ceiling guy. Or, yeah, not a high ceiling guy. Uh, but hope for a touchdown. I'd play Lat Murray, nobody else. So we, I think I'm on Latavius Murray and Jerry Judy. So that's all I've got. I just, I'd hate to play none of them in a matchup against Kansas City where no matter how bad you are, you seem to be able to score points. So I'm going with Murray and Judy, and that's where I'm leaving it. Chief side of the ball, is it the normal, um, normal people here? I guess, I guess the big question would be running backs. We've been leaning on Jarek McKinnon lately. Isaiah Pacheco has still been solid. Is it still both, one or the other, neither? I don't want to play either. I'm still th- I'm still rallying that last game up to a fluke, and I and I still think the Broncos team, like I think this is going to be a really good matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. I I, I think there's going to be a lot to this. Isn't the same team we saw, it's literally the same team. It's not the same team we saw a week ago get destroyed by a beat up Rams team. I th- it's divisional. I think it's going to be a closer game than people are giving it credit for. Um, so I don't really like either running back for Kansas City. Maybe that's too hot of a take, but that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been on the Jarek McKinnon train, even with him putting up all the points, because I know as soon as I trust Jarek McKinnon in the championship, that's where Isaiah Pacheco comes in or 80 passing attempts comes in or something like that. I, I, I'm i with Cody. I'm leaning towards neither if I can. Okay. I mean, I think if I have a favorite this week, it's still going to be Pacheco just because of volume. Like the last two weeks, they played the bottom two teams in the league against running backs, which is why we were so high on Jarek McKinnon. And, you know, we still thought Isaiah Pacheco was still good, even though McKinnon was still in there. Um, I'm going to go with the volume if I have to. Um, And other than that, I think we got Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster still been pretty good. Uh, Anyone else you want to add there? Should we move on? I don't want to, we don't have anyone else to add, uh, but just real quick to um, one, I know it's, it's fantasy championship week, but there's a lot of people out there that are playing for pride at this point. And we hit, we hit it on last week's show about playing your favorite. If you're not in the championship match, make, make the most of it. If you want to take a flyer on Russell Wilson, or you want to take a flyer and you want to be the guy that's like the couch GM said, I couldn't play this guy. And I did. And I won my matchup screenshot it and send it. I dare you. That'd be a lot of fun. And if you're in the ninth or 10th place game, you don't want to get stuck at a 
Waffle House for 24 hours, seeing how many waffles you can eat. Maybe you got to take a flyer on some of the guys that you never thought you would play. Uh, so have some fun this week. I know it's very frustrating when you're not in a championship matchup, uh, but try to make the most of it because in three weeks, you're going to be like, man, I really miss fantasy football. And we're all going to be there together. We're not going anywhere. Uh, but we'll have a lot of fun this last week. Uh, that Waffle House punishment still was the best one I've ever heard. And uh, if you have any fantasy league punishments for your person who finishes last place, send them to us because we love hearing things like that. Uh, but anyway, back to the actual fantasy football discussion. We can move on to another divisional game, the Miami Dolphins traveling to the New England Patriots. And we have to start off with the whole Tua situation or he is still not practicing with his concussion. Um, I mean, honestly, for the Dolphins sake, for Tua's sake, I kind of hope he sits out. Uh, but we don't know for sure yet. Where are you guys at on Tua? He's out. Out. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Two I'm concussions. Sure. No way. Three concussions, so, I guess technically. I uh, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Derek Carr, but do you know there's been ten teams now that have started three or more quarterbacks this season? Like that is a wild stat. The Miami Dolphins being one of them. That's why I brought it up now. And it it stinks because this this is another thing. Two is out. And Tyreek Hill, he's still in your lineup. Jalen Waddle is still in your lineup, but you're not as confident with those guys with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater has been a serviceable player in the NFL, but you're just not as confident with them. It affects the run game. How much do you love Raheem Mostert? I think you're going to play one. It's going to be Raheem Mostert over um, Jeff Wilson. But the Patriots defense is pretty good. Now, like, I want to really like one or the other. And I get why you say Mostert is the lead back. He probably is the more explosive back with how it's been playing. But, like, Jeff Wilson still actually outtouched him last week. So it makes me question on who we should be playing or if we should be playing both. Uh, when it comes to the Patriots defense, like, they played solid against the Bengals. But Mixon still got his, so... Um, I'm trying to avoid both if I can help it, but I know there's a lot of teams out there that are in fantasy championships that have been, you know, streaming running backs or kind of going with some of these mid-tier guys that I think you're okay to roll with them if you need them. If I have to start one, I'm probably picking Mostert um, just to, I guess, sum all that up. On the Patriots side of the ball, there's really not a whole lot that I like here either. Um, Mac Jones is a definite no. I mean... The fans are chanting for Bailey Zappi anyway. Uh, there's really no receivers I like. Uh, the tight ends are too questionable. But the running backs, I mean, it really depends on health. I mean, last week, Stevenson looked like he was healthy enough to play, but he really let us down. Uh, a lot of people missed the fantasy championships because they were relying on Stevenson, and he really just didn't deliver. So uh, I'm definitely nervous about playing them. Yeah, there. I'm with you on that one. Uh, if Stevenson said he's going to go, I'd keep him in my lineup just because of how I know it was a heartbreaker last week. I'm sorry, it probably did cost you, uh, but I'd put him in my lineup. But outside of him, I'm not interested in any of the the Patriots players. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. Uh, pretty simple game. Why don't we move on to the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the New York Giants? Also nope, kind of do when it talks about fantasy. Exactly. Um, so the Colts side of the ball. Um, are we Nobody. still rolling with Michael Pittman? No. Nope. Nobody at all? No, I'm out on Michael Pittman. I'm starting Barkley, and that's it. Maybe Isaiah Hodgins. Out a little. If you want to take Isaiah Hodgins. Flex. 
I mean, he he's looked good. That is super. That's super high roller of you. If you uh, if you're a team that sneaked your way into the fantasy playoff, you got lucky the last two weeks, and now you're about to play the team that like everybody's been like. There's no way this has been decided since week eight. You're going to win the championship, and now they're here, and they're like, well, I could have my bad week, and they've been the highest scoring pretty much every week. Uh, the boys know exactly which person I'm referencing I am in our fantasy you. week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. So, so congrats to that guy on winning the championship. Um, <laughs> and if you're going against that player, maybe you want to ro- roll Isaiah Hodgins, but don't force him into your lineup after a good week in week 16. Exactly. Well said. Another quick game. We can just wrap right up. Move on to the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'll start with the Eagles side of the ball. So Miles Sanders, limited participant with the knee, AJ Brown, limited participant with the knee, Jalen hurts, got his first throws in at practice since his injury. He was a limited participant on Thursday. Uh, you know, if pause, I had to, um, okay. before you get into that, I just want you to know that you just did like one of my favorite things from sports analysts with, ever. A, knee. with a knee. Oh my gosh. Every time I watch Anything sports like, oh, he's injured. He's out with a knee. Like, thank God he has a knee. I can't imagine how long he'd be out if he didn't have one. Like, it's a knee injury. Like, what's what's the injury? Like, whatever. All right. Sorry. Dumb little thing. Makes me laugh. No, I, I didn't even realize I did it until after you said it, because I've also laughed right along with you before on that. So, my bad. Uh, guess I've been okay, watching too I have much other question. sports news talk. Okay, on the same ahead. topic, is it the way you enunciate the... So like it's out with the knee, like does that is that better than with the knee, like because if you're just, like I would say with a injury. knee, I mean just say injury and I'll be happy. Out with a knee injury, okay, got it. Out with an ankle. Good thing he has an ankle. Like I don't understand. I hope he has. Are two. we like? Are we that short on oxygen that we need to save a whole word? Hey, like, for the two hundred and forty character max generation, we got to keep it short, and condensed. We're the generation that's I mean, you know shortened very to V. Like it's a four letter word, but now everyone just says V. So, LOL. Any. Anyway, sorry, George. Go Any ahead. Eagle. On your breakdown of the, <laughs> the Eagles, you're good. Um, so if you're somebody who's hoping Jalen Hurts is going to come back this week, if you find out he's going to be a play, I think he's good to go right back in your lineup. But I'm still under the assumption that the Eagles are going to take it easy with him and not play him. Um. Gardner Minshew then could be a guy who goes into your lineup as a streamer, but there's a lot of guys that I personally like better. Um, I can I'm try to Completely think of Jared Goff is up there. Trevor Lawrence is kind of a sketchy one. Um, Russell Wilson. I like him. I like I'd him better Russ- than Russell Wilson. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to get into it, but I'd play Russell Wilson over Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I'd play Daniel Jones over Gardner Minshew. I would not play Russell Wilson over Gardner Minshew, but I'll leave Cody to have that one, that hot take. Yeah, geez. Um, and I don't think it affects AJ Brown or Devontae Smith. They've both actually been pretty solid over the last few weeks, regardless of the quarterback. Miles um, Sanders is a very interesting case. I want to get your guys' thoughts on how you should go along with that running back situation. So not only has he had fumbling issues last two weeks, he's not getting quite as many carries as we wish he would. Now, like, he's injured too are we just avoiding all eagles running backs we're getting to yep. a point where we can't ignore everybody yeah we've said that about like five backfields now well are we just and that's where we're at with the running back position um, we're all turning into so, cody right which everyone should <laughs> wide receivers quarterbacks that's it no kickers no defenses no running backs no tight ends 
That's how fantasy football really should be. Actually, I don't even believe that, but that that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so I think I think Sanders is like playable if you have other options, one hundred percent. But like like even like a Tyler Algier, like I I probably would play him against the Arizona Cardinals over Miles Sanders this week. Like he's been at least consistent enough, and it's might, that might be a hot take, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, especially Jalen. Yeah, I'd play DeAndre Swift. I would Miles do. Sanders. I'd play. I mean, Swift did absolutely nothing last week, so that's why I threw him out there. Um, it's a good comparison. Okay. Rashad White. Rashad. Rashad White. Uh, that's close. I'd probably play Miles Sanders. Isaiah Pacheco. Miles Sanders. Sanders. Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah. Cody's still thinking. I don't want to play right. Harris, but he had he had a decent game the last time Baltimore played, even though it's a bad matchup. Last one, Cam Akers. Akers. Cam Akers. All right. Akers is, could end up being the most ridiculous league winner in maybe all of fantasy history. We were completely nah, out after we drafted him so high, and then he got dropped, and all of a sudden he's good again. It was RB1 in the semifinals. If he's RB1 in the championship, George might have a point. Um, but the Saints side, we're still on the Saints versus the Eagles. Uh, Olave still limited, questionable if he's going to play. Kamara, he is a DNP, uh, but if he's out there, I'd play him. Um, and that's that's probably it. I'm not, I'm not feeling the Taysom Hill touchdown this week. And you can't forget Dallas Goddard on the Eagles. We didn't talk about him, but he's in your lineup. Are you feeling David Johnson if Kamara doesn't go? No. <laughs> David Johnson's there? David Johnson's exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the other one's Eno Benjamin, if that makes you feel any better. I would feel better about that. But still not enough? <laughs> but yeah, no, not at all. Not against. Philly. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I think that wraps up Saints-Eagles. We can go with two more 1 o'clock games. Carolina Panthers traveling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The game we have been waiting for for weeks as the Panthers are have a chance to take the division lead. <laughs> um, starting with the Buccaneers side of the ball, Julio Jones, limited participant practice, where have we heard that before? Literally every single episode, he's limited participant practice. Um, so this matchup is at least middle of the pack. Um, is Tom Brady... A guy you play over Gardner Minshew? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Tom Brady's so where does that put you? The league in passing yards. Like I know he's been asked, but he puts up yards. <laughs> oh, now we're explicit. <laughs> Way to go, Cody. Uh, just talking about a donkey. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's talking that. about a goat, not a donkey. You, you silly oh, I got, guy. Got my farm animals you mixed up. I'm so sorry. Over there. Wow, George. Um, Way to just take this to a whole new level. <laughs> I swear that's what he was going to say when he said silly guy. Um, All right, so (laughs) Buccaneers wide receivers. So I know we were giving. Sorry, my cat was clawing the carpet. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. I thought you had that strong of a feeling about Buccaneers wide receivers. (laughs) No. Okay. Um, So we were worried about Mike Evans, and then he came out and actually had a pretty solid game. We also have Chris Godwin, who's been decent. Um, Are we still playing both in this matchup? I yeah, am. I'd play both. Chris Godwin's my, the the one I like better, but I'd play both. Agree completely. 
Cool. And then running backs, uh, Leonard Fournette is dealing with an injury still. He has been for the last little while. We talked a little bit about Rashad White earlier. I think we're kind of split on him. Uh, is it still playoff Lenny, Rashad White, both or neither? I guess White, just because we're getting to the point where it's like you're going to have to play somebody. Yeah, I, I'm in that same boat. I would prefer not to play either. I'd prefer not to play any running back in this matchup. Uh, but in any matchup. White in this one. And you know what's wild? What's that? Evans hasn't caught a touchdown pass since week four. That is wild. Wow. He's due. Yeah. Like he's, mean... he's due. Like he's on pace to have like all the targets, all the, the reception yards and stuff like that. But he's felt like such a disappointment in fantasy because the guy you draft solely to catch red zone touchdowns only doesn't have a touchdown since week four. Well, he must have been learning from Julio Jones, if you're asking me. I'm putting money on any time touchdown for Mike Evans. Not a bad play. Probably good odds. Your... Yeah, because he hasn't scored in so long. There's your bet of the week right there. Um, anything else to add on the Buccaneers or should we move on? Panthers. Let's talk about them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there anything to talk about on the Panthers? I mean, I guess DJ Moore. Yeah, he had a pretty good week last week. And So did I will Dante say... Foreman, actually, but I don't think we're in on Man. that. Well, it, Chuba Hubbard actually led, I believe, all the running backs there. I think even Blackshear got a touchdown. They put up a dominant rushing performance, like against the Detroit uh, Lions Foreman out of nowhere. And Blackshear got a touchdown. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard had 125 yards, but not a score. So Foreman's 21 for 165 in the score was the led the pack. Gotcha. So I couldn't remember if Chuba got in or not. But what I'm saying is, don't chase the points. The the Lions are the worst defense in the league. The Buccaneers, despite all the problems, are still top 10 against the run. Like, if you had one of the Panthers' backfield, it would be Foreman because he's been kind of the guy as of late. But we have just saw they all get involved. Uh, so it's another one. I don't love any of them, but we're getting to the point where you might have to play one of them. Just a little side note, Mike Evans is plus 160 anytime touchdown. So it's really not that great of odds. That's what they know it seemed like it would have been a good bet. Still might not be bad money. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you on Foreman. It seems like he's been a great play when he's in a good matchup, and he's been very, very mediocre when he's not in a good matchup, and this is not a good matchup. So try to find some other options. Meanwhile, we can move on to the last 1 o'clock game, the Cleveland Browns traveling to the Washington Commanders. We got the uniform bowl here going on. <laughs> Uh, commander side of the ball, they are still missing Antonio Gibson from practice on Thursday. So we still in on Brian Robinson. 100%. Sure. sure why not? He's my, he's my favorite non every week starter running back of the week. Nice. And I'm sure you have him as a start then on your article on the couch So you can go check that one out. Um, he I is. know that. We actually didn't mention at the top, but Taylor Heineke also got benched for Carson Wentz in this matchup. I know a lot of people were going out to get Jahan Dotson as a potential streamer for this week. He was also someone on my article for the waiver wire earlier this week. I don't really like it anymore. Am I overreacting to the, like, is Carson Wentz really going to make it any worse? I don't think it's going to make it worse. Like, inconsistent sometimes makes a big play sometimes makes a boneheaded interception. Like, that's what we were at with Taylor Heineke. Not, he, he, had a, he had the locker room for a long time, and the move surprised me still that they went back to Carson Wentz. 
uh, because it seemed like at least the team was rallying around him. Uh, but they felt like they needed a spark to get them over the edge because they basically control their own playoff destiny. They have to win out to make the playoffs. If they lose uh, this week, the Seahawks, Lions, or the Packers could pass them. So this is a huge game for them. So putting a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz, where he hasn't always excelled in. Uh, but I think the more interesting question is Curtis Samuel. He started off so hot to the season with Carson Wentz as the quarterback, and he he slowed down. Tyler Heineke came back. Does the, that exchange makes Curtis Samuel more valuable in your mind than Jahan Dotson? And George, I feel like I have to ask you because you've been on the Samuel bandwagon the longest. Yeah, I mean, I've jumped off since the Taylor Heineke switch, but you're right. Like Curtis Samuel still was fairly involved last week too. five catches, 52 yards, got a touchdown. All three of the receivers did well last week, though. So it's kind of hard to see exactly how that went. But um, I think that does make Curtis Samuel the number one target in Washington again, because it seemed like him and Wentz had a great connection. McLaurin, obviously, still probably a play in your lineups. And I think it does knock Dotson down. I, I would start McLaurin first. Over Samuel, yeah. but I... McLaurin is still the number one. Uh, Curtis Samuel becomes a potential flex play. It's still not a guy I love to throw out there, especially in a big week like this. But, you know, if you are desperate for a receiver, Curtis Samuel is definitely that guy you can take a chance on. Or a okay, great example then... of I'm going to prove my league how smart I am by playing Curtis Samuel when no one else thinks I should because I'm in the fourth, fifth place matchup and it doesn't truly matter. And I just want to have fun and root for different guys this week. There's always that as well. It always matters. (laughs) Especially if you have a league format where it does make it matter, even though Cody doesn't care about our draft lottery. Uh, Maybe we don't care about your draft lottery either, Cody. Um, (laughs) Moving on to the Brown side of the ball. We have Amari Cooper was a limited participant in practice on Thursday. I think he's going to be good to go. And with the amount of targets he's been getting, he still could be in your lineup in a matchup against Washington. Uh, we also got Chubb. The question, I guess, is Deshaun Watson. He's been very up and down since he's been back. I'm still not on the bandwagon. Is that just me? Chubb? No, no we're Watson. talking to Deshaun Watson. Sorry, no, Chubb's been great. No, but, I misheard no. that. I thought you said, like, I'm not really on the Chubb bandwagon. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I hear that right? Apparently not. No, Deshaun Watson. I mean, if we're talking streaming quarterbacks, we could throw him in the same mix as a Jared Goff, Russell Wilson. Like, do we like him? Do we not like him? Again, not a guy you're hoping to rely on. Uh, Is he a top 10 quarterback in the league this week for a redraft? No. So in a redraft? No, I don't. I don't like it. If you're in a two quarterback league, though, then yeah, you have that potential of throwing him in there. Yeah, I could think he, that's where I... Would you play him over Russell Wilson? No. Russell Wilson is on the start article, just so everyone knows. Well, that's good, because he's probably like either. quarterback 15, so... <laughs> I don't I, understand it. Yeah, I would not play Deshaun Watson over Russell Wilson this week. Okay. All right, we can move to the 4 o'clock window. So we started off with the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll start with the 49ers because they should be easier. The Raiders got to break down a little bit. Um, Debo Samuel still does not participate in practice on Wednesday. We just have their Wednesday report. Meet, uh, Christian McCaffrey, limited participant. Same with Brock Purdy. I think McCaffrey and Purdy are going to be good to go. Um, 
I don't think there's really much that changes on this 49ers side. I think Brandon Ayuk is probably a safer play than he has been because he's facing the Raiders defense. Pretty good matchup there for him. But otherwise, Kittle has been coming on as of late. You can still um, play Purdy as a streamer, and McCaffrey is good to go. Yeah, and just so you know, as we're recording, they did post the Thursday report. So Debo did go from DNP uh, to limited. Brock Purdy went oh. from limited to full. And Christian McCaffrey went still limited, but they've it's his knee. We've known they're going to monitor that. Probably won't have a full practice all season. He's still good to go. But Debo, with that slight change, I still think they're going to hold him out another week. Um, but if he's if he's back and they say he's good to go, are we benching? I Debo think you got to play him. Yeah. I mean, if you got to your championship match, you got to there without him. Because he hasn't played the last couple of weeks. So if you got there. We're still talking about just... a top 10, top 15 wide receiver at the worst. Like if he's healthy enough that they're going to go. Like they're not even really in that much of a playoff chase anymore. I guess there's an outside chance they can get to. I don't even think there's an outside chance they get to the buy it from what I understand. So like what are they really playing for? Like if they bring him back, that tells me he's 100% healthy. Shaking your head, think no. Going or... from DNP to limited participant means he is 100% healthy. No, I don't think he's 100% healthy, and that's why I think he's going to sit. But like, if they bring him in and make him active this week, I feel like that says that he's ready for a full workload. I mean, I would still play him because I know who he is. I know the name. I know the talent. But I was 100% on the bandwagon before of I don't know if I want to play Debo Samuel because I think he's going to get rehurt. And you guys both yelled at me and said that was stupid. So. Here we are talking about him coming back from injury again. And I'm going to be right on the same bandwagon of I'd still be risky to play him, even if he is active, because I'm afraid he's going to get rehurt. I don't think he's fully healthy yet. Which is why we'll see if they do sit him. But yeah, it'll be an interesting situation if they do try to start him. You can kind of use your gut to make that decision or feel free to ask us. We'll see where your situation is. Maybe there's a situation where you've been kind of scraping along that flex position and Debo Samuel would still be an upgrade even if he plays a partial game. Um, But make sure you send us our lineup questions, especially about the Raiders side of the ball uh, because they benched Derek Carr. We don't really know what's going to go on with even some of their other starters here or how far you are in on them now that they are kind of just, you know, throwing down, throwing in the white towel and saying we're done. Um, so big guys, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, are we overreacting to be worried about them? I, I'll let you guys go because I I have a hot take. I, Tyler's probably got a oh yeah, Cody's probably got a rant about Devontae Adams. What do you got, Tyler? Uh, Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Josh Jacobs has been one of the best running backs this season. That being said, they have Jarrett Stidham at quarterback, and they are going against one of the toughest defenses in the NFL this season. Do I still think they are going to get enough to be potentially playable? Sure. Uh, I don't really see any way that you are in a championship matchup right now, and you can rightfully bench Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs. If you can, please send me a screenshot of your lineup because I'd love to see who you have. Um, But if you do have one of those lineups that you're going to screenshot to me, um, I would rest them if I could. Well, not rest them. I would put them on my bench if I could just because I don't think this team's going to be very good this game. And I don't think – I think the 49ers defense is stellar. Yeah. All right. So – I don't think they're going to be very good with Jared Siddham. Like I'm talking like 
how many times do they really cross midfield bad uh, this week. Now, with that said, at least the 49ers are 28th in terms of how many points they give up. So they are a clean matchup for the wide receiver. So I think you can leave Devontae in your lineup. But I know it's going to be tough. If you made a championship game, it's mostly because you played Jacobs. And he's the number two overall running back in fantasy football right now. But you need to bench him this week. The 49ers are the top team against the running backs. They have not allowed a single rusher to have over 60 yards all season. There is a new quarterback, Josh Jacobs. Remember, if they're looking for the future, they even want him a part of it. He was playing in the Hall of Fame game. It could get dicey with his case. We could be looking at the up in Rashad, uh, not Rashad, Zamir White. He could Zemir get some. White. Amir Abdullah might get involved in, in this matchup. I know it's it's going to be so incredibly difficult to be sitting there in your championship matchup with Josh Jacobs, a guy that you drafted in third or fourth round. Nobody gave any hype. He became running back, and now you got to bench him. But that's what you got to do this week. I feel like I have to throw some names out there. So Josh Jacobs or Cam Akers? Cam Akers. Tyler? Uh, I guess Akers. Okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs or A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon. Jacobs. Okay. Uh, Michael Carter. Jacobs. Uh, J.K. Uh, Dobbins. Sorry. I play J.K. Dobbins. Michael Carter's yeah. interesting. Um, I just really don't like Jacobs this week, so I'm going to say Michael Carter. Wow. Dobbins. Okay. Uh, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier. You you want to keep going? Uh, Devin Singletary and or James Cook. I, I mean, play Singletary. I would play Jacobs over Cook. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I think that's gives at least a decent spot of how the mighty have fallen. In that case, and you might have to play Josh Jacobs and hope it might end up being okay, but it is a risky play, unfortunately, going into your fantasy championship. Moving on to Michael Carter, who we were just debating, and his New York Jets traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. So the matchup's pretty good there for the Jets, and they are expected to get Mike White back, which is huge when you're looking at the fact that they could not move the ball with Zach Wilson and the other guy, <laughs> and whoever the other guy was. No I'm even forgetting. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try. It was QB4 for them, even. So, like, yeah, it's the Jets getting Mike White back is huge, and it gives a boost to everybody on that roster. I think Garrett Wilson's definitely right back up to the startable section of your lineup, and you might even say Elijah Moore. Would you go that far? No. No. No? Okay. This is actually a red matchup for the wide receivers against Seattle. I know they haven't played the best, but uh, – Wilson with Mike White's a no-brainer, uh, but I'm not getting cute with Elijah Moore, Corey. Davis, getting into that. How, are you getting cute enough to um, stream Mike White or no? Throw him in that garbage quarterback mix I said earlier for two quarterback leagues, but one quarterback league, nope. I'm starting Garrett Wilson and nobody else. Okay. Yeah, and you can throw – they're pretty bad against the tight end too, so you can throw Tyler Conklin in, but we don't, we don't, debate, debate, we don't debate tight ends. Good timing. Seahawks side of the ball then. Uh, normal, I mean, our normal plays here. Is there anyone out of the ordinary? Is it Ken Walker, DK, Lockett? Well, so I, let's, we just talked about it a little bit with 
Debo Samuel. About Tyler Lockett, we don't even know if he's going to play. If he okay. does, are is he right back in your lineup against a Jets defense that hasn't allowed a hundred yard receiver? I mean, Lockett had a really good seven game stretch where he had a touchdown each week, but if he's back off of an injury that we don't like, I said he may not even play, so that will make this debate real easy. Uh, but he's definitely one worth talking about. If he plays, I'm playing him. Yeah, and that's coming from somebody Call who's worried about take. playing Debo. Um, it will no, say I mean, it was I'm, a finger injury compared to like a lower leg muscle issue or knee injury. So, what you could say is less serious because he's not going to have a problem running routes or anything, but is he going to have problems gripping the ball? No, nah, he'll be fine. But I, I think to Tyler's point, if he plays, he's been able to catch the, the ball off the jug machines and he'll be out there. That's true. Okay, so we're going to go with Lockett in our lineup. I think that's a good move. Anyone else on the Seahawks, or are we going to move on? I'm good. No? No Geno Smith. No Geno Smith. I think he's kind of been off of our... Oh, so uh, Geno Smith or... Um... Wow. I believe Russell, like Russell Wilson? Wilson? Russell Wilson. Wilson. Wow. Okay. That's another how the mighty have fallen right there. Uh, it's, Minnesota it's all Vikings. all matchup bud. I know it is, but the Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Green Bay Packers. Cody, take it away with the Packers injury report. You hit him with the bud. I'm sorry. I have... <laughs> that was rude. It's not rude. I called my bud. It's kind of rude. Yeah. It is not rude. All right, Green Bay Packers, here's what you need to get. No. Uh, take it Aaron away, Rod- Chief. Thank- I don't know if you I got a guy. I'm the dude. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers went from DNP to limited practice. He's going to play. Don't worry about his knee, but you're probably not playing him anyways because uh, he's yet to throw for over 300 yards this season, so not a great fantasy option. Uh, just Christian Watson. That was almost a terrible Freudian slip right there. Christian Watson, DNP for the second straight day. Watch. Only concerns. If, if he goes, I think you can still play him as a flex option because of his big playability, uh, but it's looking less likely. Aaron Jones, this is very the interesting one. He is battling a couple different injuries. He's been banged up. He's been limited. His touches have been decreased. Uh, I know George just asked me about A.J. Dillon, and A.J. Dillon's best game, you could argue, was against the Minnesota Vikings all the way back in week one. He was catching passes out of the backfield. He was running the ball. Uh, he just missed. Uh, he got stopped on fourth down from the one-yard line on a run play, so he didn't get the touchdown. Uh, but he has been more involved, cold-weather, divisional, I like A.J. Dillon uh, this week. Um, I'd probably still play Aaron Jones if he's active, but I would say I like A.J. Dillon better this week. Uh, maybe that's a hot take for you. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I'm not chasing points with – if one doesn't go, not th- chasing points with Dobbs or Lazard or Cobb or – like they're just going to get two catches each or something like that. And Tunyon has not been Robert Tunyon we had hoped for. Kempe, who's in the championship in our league of record, has Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and both of them I hate starting. And how does a team like that get to the championship? That's how fantasy's been this year. See, I just want to say that there was a year that we made fun of Cody for drafting two of the top three quarterbacks, and those two of the top three quarterbacks were Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. And we were like, why did you draft two quarterbacks that high? What are you doing? And now we're talking about, oh, my God, he has to start either Rodgers or Watson. This is gross. Ironically, also the year he went and took Lamar Jackson with the final pick of the draft? No, that was different. Yeah. That was the year later. Wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it was the year later. <laughs> uh, 
ironically, my was I was going to try to trade one, which never happened. I could never do it. And then the guy that's in with the situation, he was able to. We had another player. He took Josh Allen and Kyler Murray in the first five rounds, then was able to trade Kyler Murray for Michael Carter and Brees Hall. And he didn't make the championship. Either Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fantasy's (laughs) been wild. So the fact that Kempe is still in it is pretty remarkable and that's just the way the fantasy football season has gone um on the viking side in this matchup oh you never answered the question watson or rogers watson or roger oh Mm, watson plays the commanders i'd probably lean him i also would go watson i don't like it running ability that's about it right that's literally what i went it went down to the running ability and could this be the first time Rodgers breaks 300 yards passing all season? It could be, but it could also be a cold game where uh, between Dalvin Cook and A.J. Dillon, they run the ball so much that it's a quick game and limited possessions and stuff like that too. So, But speaking of Dalvin Cook, he's in your lineup. Um, Justin Jefferson as 100% lineup. Uh, don't get cute with that red matchup because somehow the Packers are red against wide receivers, which kind of blows my mind, but they are. Uh, and then TJ Hawkinson, he's in there, but we don't debate tight ends. And I think you could even play Kirk Cousins because the game is not at eight o'clock, even though he's a lot better in prime. Time. I kind of got to stop making that joke. TJ Hawkinson or George Kittle? George Kittle. TJ Hawkinson or George Kittle. I would go... With... I only made the championship in one league, and I have both of them, so this is this is actually helping me. <laughs> both. All right, so, both. <laughs> yeah, I, I would go George Kittle no. just based on matchup. Yeah. I think they're both good matchups, but I'd go George Kittle. Kittle's been hot, too. I mean, I get it. Hawkinson also just went up, but Kittle's, been, I think, been hot over a longer stretch. Got it. Thanks, boys. So yeah. I know we're probably at the point where Patrick Mahomes is just going to win MVP, but – there is a real shot that Justin Jefferson crosses, breaks the all-time receiving record and crosses 2,000 yards. Does that throw him in the mix? Oh, my God. I hope so. I just <laughs> – look, I've gotten to the point in my life where I will root for anyone to win MVP that's not a quarterback. I don't even care. I don't even care if there's a quarterback that broke every passing record in the world. I'll still root for somebody that's not a quarterback. I still think that there's some defensive players that should be eligible for MVP this year. But yes, I think Justin Jefferson breaks the receiving record. He should win MVP, in my opinion. Mahomes has not done anything this year that I feel like has put him above and beyond the rest of the league, especially if you look at the interceptions he's thrown this year. Like, yeah, he's gotten a lot of stats, but this isn't a stat award. It's a most valuable player award. Um, Justin Jefferson, I mean, we're talking about Lil Kirko really falling apart, and yet we're still talking about Justin Jefferson absolutely crushing it. So I think he should, personally. I'm with you, and it's always going to be a media award, and because of that, it's going to always favor the quarterback, being the guy that touches the ball every single play. But I'm with you. I think Justin Jefferson should definitely be in the running for the award, and I hope he gets it. But the thing is, people are going to say if he breaks the receiving record, he didn't in one extra game. That's going to be the whole storyline. That that is true. He could go for two hundred this week. 
I say you go for 200 this week, and he might, he might break it. Might need like 200 and some. I don't have the numbers up in front of me. But we'll talk more awards uh, as we wrap up the season. We always do our own. We, we pick the awards. It's a fun show. Uh, but let's the last 4 o'clock window. Uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm Or you could call it Los Angeles Chargers at the Los Angeles Rams. I don't really think it matters. Just one team is wearing a white jersey and one team is wearing a blue jersey. Uh, that's how that one's going to work there. Uh, the Chargers, we'll start with them. And this one is the one that concerns me the most. And it's Austin Eckler. Because he's limited. And he tweaked his leg on the last play of the game. And the Chargers clinched a playoff spot this past week. And they can't catch the Chiefs for the division. So they're already playing in the wild card round. If And it's the 4 o'clock game. So like, do they pull Eckler out of precaution to save him for the playoffs? And then you're stuck you know, trying to pivot. I think if he's in, you play him. That's a no-brainer. Uh, but there's definitely have a plan B break class in case of emergency option with Austin Eckler in your lineup. If I was the Chargers, I would bench him, rest him, give him a week to get ready for the playoffs. I'm with you there too. But if they do decide to rest him, I'm trying to make sure I don't mess up who exactly. I guess Josh Kelly has been the guy that's getting most of the carries on that team. Is yeah. Joshua Kelly a plug and play if Eckler doesn't go? I mean, it's potential. If you're, if you could have a better option, I would say do it. Uh, but if you're just really banking on it, and that's the guy that's on the waiver wire and you can pick up, maybe pick him up before the, the game starts so your opponent doesn't do it. Um, but the Rams' defense is bad enough to give up the rushing yards. I'm very interested. I still think last week was a fluke for them, and I still think they're a bad team, despite what we saw last week. So yeah. I think Joshua Kelly is potential, but that that's a huge drop-off from what you're expecting from Eckler down to Joshua Kelly. Other guys on this team, we're starting Herbert, we're starting Mike Williams, we're starting uh, Keenan Allen. For sure. And I think Jared Everett can still be in your lineup too, even though he threw up a zero for you. Yeah, we don't debate, we don't debate tight ends. Nope, exactly. Los Angeles Rams. Look, throw Baker Mayfield in the same streaming categories. We're t- throwing everybody else. Uh, if you're going to put up that many points against a really good defense like the Broncos, you should be considered a potential streamer um, with the guys like Russell Wilson and all of them that we were mentioning earlier. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying go out and start Baker anywhere, please. Um on the Rams side, you're starting Cam Akers. We talked about that already. Um, any receivers or tight ends? I think last week was All right. They They yeah. scored 51 <laughs> points last week. And outside of Cam Akers, I don't know who scored. Yeah. Did anybody score outside of Cam Akers? Maybe like the defense? Like, I'll, I'll go check really quick. But was it just the defense? No, they had other people score. I think oh, Tyler Higby got two. Him. I forgot about that. Tyler Higby got two. Yeah, so he's right, in the... so we're starting Higby, but you know we don't debate yeah. tight ends. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that wraps it up, guys. So let's go ahead and move on to the Sunday night game. We this game got flexed the Sunday night. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Not exactly the powerhouse game of old that we remember seeing, but still a good game with division on the line. So uh, Lamar did not practice again. Uh, I know they are hopeful that he comes back soon, but it's probably not going to be this week. Um, so let's start with the Steelers. On the Steelers side of the ball, we got Najee Harris is a potential play at running back just because, I mean, look, we went through every game and every game we're like, don't play any running backs. So at this point, I feel like you kind of have to 
say Najee is a starter for you, um, unless you really are stacked at running back, which in, in that case, send us your line of questions. We can fix it for you. Uh, receivers. Do, do we actually trust any of them? George Pickens is my favorite. Um, you can play him as a flex in a pinch, but I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say Pickens is the guy. The Ravens have been deceptible through the air. Um, so, yeah, so, but here, we're rookie guys, a guy we talked about at the very top, Drake London or George Pickens? London. I'd say Pickens. Oh, there you go. London's getting that volume, that the target's like almost double digit every week. I mean, he's not doing as much as Pickens does because Pickens has been more dynamic, but still like the volume. Yeah, I mean, Pickens still broke 50 yards last week. He is not getting the volume that a Drake London is because he does have other people around him. The Friar Mute, the Deontay Johnson, but I mean, you start Pickens and hope for a touchdown. You're probably also starting Drake London and hoping for a touchdown. And honestly, I still think Kenny Pickett has a better chance to run a touchdown pass than Desmond Ritter. Fair enough. Uh, Pat Fryermuth potentially on the tight end dartboard. I mean, we don't debate tight ends. Yep. Who cares? Um, anybody else on the Steelers side of the ball, or should we move on to the Ravens? We're good move to the Ravens. Ravens. Ravens we is. got J.K. Dobbins. Cool. Yeah. Mark Andrews, quite yep. possibly the most frustrating tight end in the second half of the year. Um, yeah. yeah. Who, who else are we starting on the Ravens? Anybody? Don't chase Tyler Huntley's points. Nope. Learn that lesson. Didn't you, bud? Yep. <laughs> Good job, Chief. All Thanks, right. Guys. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. There's no one else. And, I mean, Hardball did say uh, there's no snap count for Dobbins or Gus Edwards this week, uh, which is – I forgot Gus Edwards was still there. Like, I was he was, but I th- in terms of fantasy, I forgot he was still there. So, uh, Dobbins is the only guy I would play. And they're both splitting. They have been splitting for the last few weeks. So don't take it as like, oh, Dob- uh, J.K. Dobbins, you know, workload's going to change. It's going to be the same as it has been. All right, we got one final game this week, and I think it's a big one because it's a matchup of two teams that are loaded with fantasy potential. And I feel like a lot of fantasy championship games, or you know what? I don't want to just credit the championship games. Like Cody said earlier, the the third place games, the fifth place games, maybe you're just battling to not be in last. Who cares? Um but you're coming down to the final game, uh, most likely, unless you're in an 18-week league, which if you are, change it. Um, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, lots of fantasy potential on this, but I, I feel like it's relatively cut and dry, especially on the Bills' side. I feel like you got Stephon Diggs is playing, Josh Allen is playing, Dawson Knox at this pl- point is playing, um, Devin Singletary, in my opinion. Again, running backs suck, so... Devin Singletary is probably playing. Um, agree, disagree, add, subtract, anybody? Yeah, the you only name divide. I would bring up that you mentioned is Devin Singletary. I don't think he is a must play. Uh, and there's, But there is something about it's a good matchup. We're expecting high scoring. If you're teetering between like a Devin Singletary and another guy that I'm Blanking, or Rashad White, or one of the Panthers running backs, like one of those middle tier guys, get the guy that's going to play on Monday night. Like, give your full playoff championship the full slate of games. Like, that's like a dumb reason to final factor. But if if it's that close of a player, one hundred percent, I I am I am with that. The only thing is, I the last time the Bills played on Monday night championship weekend, uh, 
I heard the whole Monday throughout the day how there was no way I was going to come back and win. And then Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen's went off for three touchdowns in the first half, and I didn't even get to enjoy the second half with the lead. Uh, so, Bills have been really good. Moving on, Cincinnati Bengals. Can I actually George, hit you, you with got? a little? Uh, yeah, I was oh. gonna hit you with a little bit of a what if. Um, if oh, okay, so. The Bengals and Ravens are going to be playing for the division in week 18 unless the Ravens lose and the Bengals win. So if the Ravens win on Saturday or Sunday night, it's still a Saturday on a rundown. It's still throwing me off. Um, is there a chance the Bengals don't play anyone? No. No, they can still get the one seed. Okay. They yeah, need the Bengals to play. But they can still get the one seed, that home field advantage. Okay. I mean, I, I guess by Monday in theory – they would know. Uh, no, they're only a game behind the Chiefs, so they have the tiebreaker on, and then they would have the tiebreaker on the Bills if they beat them, one hundred percent. Okay, this is more than okay. So we're not worried about that. That's good. <laughs> Correct. So yeah, Bengal side of the ball. Then it is a tough matchup, but I think all your guys are still in your lineup. You can still play your Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, um, T Higgins, and Jamar Chase. I don't want to go further than that and say this is a Tyler Boyd week. Uh, if you guys differ, you could let me know, but the matchup makes me say no on that. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't play Tyler Boyd, just like I wouldn't play Isaiah McKenzie. Or Tyler Boyd like, or Gabe Davis? I'd probably go Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis has more upside, and the matchup is better. Correct. It's it's a shootout game. That's what we're expecting. Yeah. So, no Barring- Trent Irwin. The dude has been catching like eighty-seven passes a game lately. It's super annoying. That's the another is, reason though, why I wouldn't play really Tyler catching Boyd. Catching a ton of passes, he's catching touchdowns. He just catches well, touchdowns. He's got to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's like Brock he's Wright. Really or, who was the guy last week? Zolstra. That caught yeah, like two or three touchdowns. Yeah. Not chasing that, yeah. but yeah, that like, idea. Yeah, but this this is. This is such a great game to end the fantasy championship on. Like I, like we said, there's so many players that have, one, helped you get there, and two, it'll let your matchups go down to the wire. You can trash talk all day on Monday. Keep it fun. Keep it interesting. Uh, but, George, that wraps up the games, but I think you have one final question. I do. So we're talking about how much of a disaster – that this week is and maybe it just happens to be that weird playoff scenarios are falling maybe it happens that this is just going to start to be the new norm because we haven't seen too much of an 18 week season yet in the nfl there's a lot of clamoring on social media going about uh fantasy managers wanting to go back to the week 14 to 16 playoff format shortening the regular season back down taking the final two weeks off instead of just the final week um, now I personally wouldn't go about this because I'm worried about bye weeks, but what are your guys thoughts about taking out this wild card week 17 out of the fantasy championship week? Not unless bye weeks get removed from week 14. I think that's the, if they condense bye weeks into closer, t- instead of having them from week four to week 14, if they went from like week seven to week 12, that's a conversation, but no way should anyone have to play in a fantasy championship when they're t- on bye. Or fantasy playoffs, obviously not the championship game, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like it. 
I want more fantasy. Uh, I don't think you should play in the final week of the season because of the resting starters thing, but you know, you run this risk at any time. Um, you could see, you know, people start resting people two weeks early because this game means nothing, but the next two do. I mean, it's a weird situation, but with how weird this NFL season has gone, it's always possible. And I wouldn't bank anything just off of how this season went. We didn't really see this as much last year. Um, but this NFL season has been an absolute crap shoot. So no, I would still stick with, uh, playing up till week 17 it was up to me especially with a week 14 buy yeah i think the buy is what um really tips it over for me but i'm with you too i like the fact of having the extra week to play cool all right that'll wrap up this week's episode uh as always thanks for listening and good luck in what should be the last week of the fantasy playoffs and as always, guys, make sure you send us uh, any questions you have, any lineup advice you need. Let us know what you thought of the podcast, what you think we should add, what you think we should remove. Take some screenshots of your roster. Let us know what team brought you to the championship or what team brought you to 10th. Let us know what your punishments are uh, that you are getting for being in last. We'd love to hear it. Those are our favorites. Either way, this podcast is so much more fun for us and more fun for you when you get involved. Yes, it is, Tyler, and thank you all one more time for listening into the Couch GMs podcast, and good luck in your fantasy football championships. For Tyler Slender and Cody Roadcap, I'm George Kurth, and we will see you all next week. Oh. Choo-choo.